This is the Reflector Reflections podcast. My name is Annie. Join me as we journey around the world, talking with fellow human design reflectors as they experiment and navigate their unique design. Today's beautiful conversation is with Elle. Elle is a 6-2 reflector, a performing and healing artist, and I know we're going to really get into that during this chat. Welcome, Elle. Thank you so much for having me, Annie. Uh, man, the man, the minute I, I started talking to you uh, during an event that we did last month and started talking on the side, I knew that this was going to be such a blast. So I am so honored to be here. And hello to everyone who uh, has not been in my orbit yet. I'm happy we're in each other's now. And where are you coming to us from, Elle? I am in Los Angeles, baby, right in the heart of the city. I'm in Silver Lake on, in East Hollywood, but I'm originally from Miami, Florida, about uh, that area. I'm in uh, Hollywood, Florida, actually. Yeah. Where that is. I do, actually. Yeah. And you were just saying there before, which is great. Yes, we, we co-collaborated, co didn't we, with uh, Violet and Kushla, on the uh, sanctuary, the lighthouse, lighthouse sanctuary event, and you were doing your beautiful holy fire Reiki, which is amazing. Yeah. And you did an amazing sound bath, sound healing, sound chanting experience. We were yeah. talking about that before we we started recording, but the throat chakra activation was real with your session, and that was such a wonderful takeaway from that two 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 activation um, event that we did. That was amazing. Yeah, thank you so much. The, the, the two, two, two and the two, two. I, yeah. All the two, twos. Ooh, the two, twos. <laughs> so let's talk about you, like human design, six, two. When did you find human design? Okay, so I used to have a podcast myself. It was called On the Vibe, and um, the whole premise was metaphysical wellness. Uh, On the Vibe is no longer around, and I'm in the process of reworking a, another podcast, another show that I'm really excited about, and I'm still uh, figuring things out. But I had a friend out here in Los Angeles, uh, Sydney, who runs Seek the Joy podcast, which is fantastic and lovely. She's wonderful. Um, and she became a friend of mine and kind of like my podcast mentor, if you will. Um, this must have been in 2018. And we'd go and have lunch every now and then and talk podcasting and talk spirituality because her podcast is very much in that realm as well. And she was just getting into human design herself and had me take uh, my test on the spot at lunch and her reaction to me being a reflector. I will never forget the look on her face because she just was freaked out that she met one and that I was in front of her and that it was me. And um, I guess she had never met a reflector, but knew a lot about um, us being very rare. And I'm sure she knew other elements to being a reflector that are, were went over my head at the time. Um, and I just thought, okay, that's cool. And I kind of just really didn't do much with it. Um, and very slowly started bringing that into my sphere because I was already super, um, I had already dove down the rabbit hole, if you will, with um, astrology and Reiki and yoga. And um, at the time, I was just, you know, building my podcast and trying to, you know, make it in LA that I couldn't really put another thing on my plate. But I would say during the pandemic, I really started to dig deeper into what it meant because I had the time to. And um, as we were navigating such 
crazy, crazy world experiences, like one after the other, all of 2020, especially you being in Australia, starting with the fires. Oh my goodness. Wow. What a year, you know, and just kind of, um, understanding that, you know, my design is to, um, sample everything that's happening. And yet I was locked at home with my projector partner and he and I are just like, what do we do with ourselves? <laughs> like many people were. And, um, you know, we just really got to know more about ourselves. And that was a big part of my, um, another one of my spiritual awakenings. I think a lot of us kind of went through another spiritual awakening during this isolation pandemic experience. And I incorporated human design into that. So your question, 2018, but really 2020 is when I kind of really dove in. And I was listening to your episode with, um, with Amanda and she was talking about how the beginning of her experience, she thought she was a projector. And I started cracking up because I had this, uh, existential crisis. I, uh, was going back through the human design thing after knowing for two years that I was a reflector and finding, you know, some information out there and slowly immersing myself. But when I went back down the rabbit hole, I accidentally entered my, uh, the time I was born as 2 AM instead of 2 PM and thought I was a projector for like a week. And I had like, I was like, this is so weird. This does not resonate whatsoever. So I got a real kick out of her story. And, um, that was funny. I, there's so many of us, you know, that have done that. I did the same thing for six months. Yeah. I didn't identify with human design at all. And I was the same. I, because um, the systems, because obviously here in Australia, we have the day and then the month. So right. whereas in America, it's month and then the day. So that mm-hmm. trips us up all the time. And then you've got um, 24 hour time and normal time. So that can trip us up. But yeah, I was the same. I thought I was a projector and I didn't really identify with it at all. So it's, wow. it's so interesting. And I've often wondered, I don't think I've met anybody yet who could you imagine plugging in the, the data and finding out like you're a manifesting generator or something? You're just like, don't identify at all. Yeah, that would be pretty wild. That would not, I would say this is garbage if that were the case, you know, because with all of these different modalities and methods to learning about ourselves, obviously we have to take things with a grain of salt. And there's so much more to the picture than just your profile and just your number or just your type. Just like in astrology, there's so much more to just your sun sign or even your big three. You have to look at your houses and everything. And that's when the science starts to really make sense and individualize itself for you specifically you know I love that because that is so true it's like even though we talk a lot about human design and and, you know more gene keys and and astrology I suppose we're kind of branching out these are just all tools in our toolbox they're just all ways that help us become us um and I think that's a beauty and I have found and I don't know about you but as you were saying you were kind of going through these spiritual awakenings and spiritual awakenings but human design kind of really shocked me it was like wow because it it allowed me to actually look back through my life and see where situations had been about that reflection. Do you, can you sympathize with that? 100%, 100%. And, you know, look back and think, wow, I felt so misunderstood or so isolated or so different. And yet never really struggle when I go out to a new setting to get really deep with people and make a friend 
um, I think it's more for me personally about um, keeping some friendships when things arise, because at least for me, I um, am still very resistant to my, my, uh, my cross. I'm the left angle cross of upheaval. And that I think has been <laughs> the most um, in my face. Like you said, human design kind of slapped in your face, like being a reflector. Sure. That made sense to me, like sampling everybody's energy and being able to reflect it back out. Like that made a lot of sense to me. And um, the six two bit as well, once I started to really dig deep, but when I found out that I was the cross of upheaval, I was like, Oh God. Um, Cause you know, I don't like confrontation, but I'm not afraid of it. If I feel like I need to speak up, I will, especially for the underdog, especially when you disrespect someone that I care about or just anyone for no reason or for an unjust reason. I'm also very much about justice, socially, spiritually, across the board. So that really, it makes a lot of sense, but I think that one specifically uh, kind of shook me up because that's essentially what I'm here to do is shake things up and I'm not going to be everybody's cup of tea. And that's, that's a hard pill to swallow, you know, and especially as a reflector, a lot of times it's me showing them what they need to shed light on or what needs to be shed for them. Um, and just that whole notion of, um, having a lot of social responsibility as a reflector, I feel like, um, can be very overwhelming and overstimulating, which is exactly what kind of pushes us out of alignment a lot of times. Yes. Yeah. So true. And I love that you say that because it is confrontational when, you kind of you're expected you feel like you're expected to be everything and you're sort of taking it on and and I think you might have got to this point too where you sort of wonder who am I who actually am I if I'm taking on all these things from other people and you're still you you're still always being you but you can see this pattern where you have as you say hey it's probably one of the reasons you're a fantastic performer because you have the ability to just go into a situation and be a chameleon. Have you found that that's benefited you in your work? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I wouldn't say I'm good at everything, but you know, I think what the beauty is of our design, so to speak, or what we're given even more permission to do than maybe most people or some people is that we get to try and, and, and be everything and keep what fits and, you know, toss what doesn't. Um, and be unapologetic in that act. And I've said for a long time, I think even before I found out I was a reflector that I'm a Jill of all trades. You know, I, I really can get in there, adapt to the situation and maybe not be the best at it. In fact, most often than not, I'm not the best at it, but I can get by, you know what I mean? In terms of sports or different types of modalities or, you know, different types of performance. Um, like I said, I'm not going to knock it out of the park every time I do have those things that I'm really naturally good at because that's part of being a human, but, um, I can get in there and, and get my feet dirty or get my hands dirty, my feet wet, whatever the expression is. Um, but, uh, I don't really know where I was going with that. Yeah. I think that's kind of the, the part of, uh, being a performer that, uh, being a reflector really adds to, Um, for example, I do, or I did a lot of comedy out here. When I first moved to LA, I was just trying to train and, and, and make connections. And I did, uh, the second city Hollywood program. Second city is a school of improv that started in Chicago. It's where Will Ferrell, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler all went through. And we have a location out here in Hollywood. In fact, I live very close to it now, uh, which is really, uh, fun, Uh, And I did the program there for two and a half years. 
graduated, became, you know, a company house team member, which was such an honor. And then the pandemic shut that down. But Mm. what I'm all, what I'm going at is a lot of what um, I was praised for was being the grounded element in improv scenes. So not necessarily the funny one, the one who makes all the rad, like crazy, you know, suggestions, but I'll go with anything. You say that we're, you know, robbing a bank. I'm not going to say why I'm going to say, where's the, where's the secret entrance? You know what I mean? Like I'll go with it. And I'm not always the funniest, but I help the scene move along because I'm just there to amplify, which goes right back to being the reflector. And totally open. So you allow things to wash through you. And it was something that we were talking about just on that podcast with Amanda to do with that. We have it's like a a superpower when you want to look at it. Like we have, it's like everything can come in. There's no resistance. We have the resistance. (laughs) Absolutely. And I'm sure you can attest to this, like with who you interact with. But, um, you know, when I'm with my projector fiance, I'm very much in that element a lot, you know, where we don't really want to wake up in the morning and, Oh, maybe we need to take a nap or just like lay down and watch a show. So we have to like really rev ourselves up. And we've, we've figured that out over the years, but I was like, why are we always like this together? And then, you know, that kind of makes sense. Yet the girl, I do a lot of business with my friend, Jasmine, we're doing events all over Southern California together, mostly in person. And she's a generator. So we get together two or three times a week and we knock shit out with business you know, and we have fun too. Like we, we play and, and, and we work. And when I'm in her element, you know, we're both just like on, you know, and it's really fun that we get to kind of sample and be the best of everybody else that we surround ourselves with and kind of help those that we surround ourselves with navigate the not so best elements of them by shedding light to it and maybe bringing a new perspective to it. When you see it, you know, in your face, you're like, oh, that's recognizable or I can relate to that. And then maybe those, oh yeah, I do that. Or I am that kind of start to um, present themselves to you. Yeah. And that is the first part of it, isn't it? That self-awareness of being able to go, hang on a second. That's exactly what that is. Cause that takes, that just takes time. I guess in being around people, cause some of us, it's, we don't want to be around people, but I guess in yeah. your line of work, you're constantly around people. So You'd be really picking up on a lot of nuances and and people, I suppose, that do different things and you're able to kind of mimic that. I find it quite fascinating Um, just knowing that about myself as well growing up, just having that ability to just go, you're hanging out with somebody for a couple of months because they might be new in town and all of a sudden you're kind of picking up all their mannerisms and then they leave and then it's gone again. Who am I again? I'm empty. (laughs) (laughs) What was that? How did I develop an English accent all of a sudden? Oh, you know. So funny. Yeah. Yeah, And I I don't know if this is the case for you, but, you know, I think my gateway into theater, even though I was, I started as a dancer and then I, my dance studio started to offer singing classes and musical theater classes and acting classes. And that's kind of how I navigated on my journey with my performing um, life. And um, where was I going with this? There was a purpose. I lost it. And that's I lost okay. it. That's I'm okay. Back. That's at the open head center. See, it happens all the time. Yeah. It'll, it'll come back to you when it's supposed to come Probably. back to you. I was going to actually ask you how you got into the performing arts. Like, was it something that you always wanted to do? You were saying that you, were, you went into dance and singing and then 
Yeah. Well, that's a perfect segue to what I lost, but yeah, I started as a, I started doing ballet when I was two years old and a year later I moved to a studio that my cousin's best friend's mom opened. I know that's a kind of random chain of thoughts, but, um, so they were family friends and, um, I started at three years old, almost four when that studio opened studio still running. So shout out to Academy of Arts in Pembroke Pines, Florida. Um, a lot of the, the people that I, you know, grew up, uh, grew up with are still, you know, some of them are still very, very close friends of mine and others, you know, we've gone our separate ways, but I'll always consider them family, you know, to some degree. Uh, but I was at the same studio from three years old until I was about 16. Yeah. I think I quit the studio when I was 16. And like I said, they offered a variety of different dance classes. So any, everything from, um, ballet, jazz, tap modern salsa and then musical theater and modern um and then singing classes and then acting classes so I just kind of fell into that rabbit hole very young and loved it so much and also hated it because it it's the source of a lot of my trauma to be honest um but I have immense, immense gratitude for falling down that rabbit hole and um never coming out of it because I really can't think of many things in this world that light me up in the way that telling a story does and getting to express myself with my body, my voice and my mind. Yeah. Beautiful. It's, yeah. it's really, really uh, a powerful thing. So since I was two, I don't think there was another option, you know, that was just what I was going to do. I wanted to do movie musicals. And so it all kind of is so funny that I wound up getting a degree, a BSA in musical theater and a minor in dance. I quickly realized when I started that program that I did not want to move to New York and do the musical theater stage life and kudos to the friends of mine that are out there doing it. I see you guys and it is brutal and you're killing it. And I'm so proud of you. Um, but I fell in love with the camera. I fell in love with the camera. I started making YouTube videos and, you know, kind of went down that social media content creation rabbit hole and somehow was asked to join a film at the UCF film um, department of my school and became one of their regular actors in their student films. And that was it. There was no other, there was nothing else I wanted to do. So out to LA the day after I graduated, after traveling that summer around the United States with what I could fit in my car. And um, yeah, I've been here for almost seven years. Wow. Wow. And while I was studying musical theater um, and acting in films, I was in Orlando, Florida. I grew up in the South Florida, Miami, Fort Lauderdale area and went to college at University of Central Florida, UCF. And um, it's in Orlando, Florida near the theme parks. So I got to work at the theme parks. And while I was there, I met a lot of people in the spiritual community in Orlando. Orlando has a massive spiritual progressive movement happening that a lot of people are very surprised by I certainly was and um I've always had a knack for like tarot cards and you know esoteric things um but it kind of whacked me in the face the community and I fell in love with it and you know I love my theater friends from college but a lot of them can attest to it like we were in school from 8 a.m until 11 p.m some days and so it was really nice for me to kind of escape that especially now that I know I'm a reflector like I needed some alone time from that yeah. and a place to kind of 
figure out who I was. And luckily it was with the spiritual community. And I learned Reiki when I was out there, um, wound up getting certified in level one, my fourth year of college and level two, my fifth year of college. And just compliments, as you say, like, I think most of us are quite intuitive. We're quite spiritual. And I, I believe it's obviously this open centers of ours. We just, it's, we can't help it. So I yeah. think when people can go and be around that spiritual community, especially us, it just feels like home. It just feels yeah. wholesome. And that's our, that's our rest, isn't it? You know, when we, we don't need to just go to bed, we just need to sort of like drop into spirit for a bit and just, ah, there I am. I love that. That is so accurate, you yeah. know, and there's, there's an underbelly to it. You know, there's an underbelly to every industry. Um, so I wouldn't say it's all, you know, roses and butterflies, but it absolutely is a soft place to land and a place to come back to yourself because what this community at least should be promoting and instilling is a chance to go in. And yes, the community is there to lean on each other and provide more information and access. But really, this is a journey that you take on your own. So that that community, um, you know, yeah. I love that you've got that line in your, your profile. I think it's actually in your LinkedIn. And it says, I wrote it down here. It says, we're healing and performing collide. Yeah. Think, oh, thank you. I just think that is superb. <laughs> because it's exactly that we're healing and performing collide so how yeah. does that work for you in it is it obviously you've you've put them together and how does that look for you are you just you know if you're on set one day or whatever you're just like okay everyone stand you know I, I'm gonna give some reiki here <laughs> I mean I have done that and I still do it uh, I always joke when I talk about my reiki journey that you know I was studying musical theater when I learned this modality and um it was something that I, I picked up just to kind of help myself navigate my first big spiritual awakening, a devastating at the time breakup, you know, and um, just again, come home to myself. And I was just intrigued by it. So I went for it. And a friend at the time who, again, one of those friends that just, I guess I served a purpose in their life and she certainly served a purpose in mine. So you know, we're not in each other's lives at the moment, but, uh, thank God for her, you know, and she, uh, was about seven years older than me. And we used to always joke that we had very parallel experiences in life, but she was just seven years to my senior. So she, uh, was my Reiki master for level one and two, but she was my friend first and foremost. So I was kind of her guinea pig as she navigated, you know, all of her spiritual, um, business adventures. Uh, so it was just, a great, like, and I was a sponge. I was 20, 21 years old. Just like, tell me everything, <laughs> you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it I, I was laughing when you asked that question because back then I was, you know, deep in my training for school, I was brand, I was a brand new baby to, you know, Reiki and energy healing and brand new to yoga. I mean, I had been dancing my whole life. So when I found yoga, I was like, shit, this is amazing. I'm super flexible. I'm not that strong yet, but I can get stronger, but like I can kick my leg up to here, but I really want to learn how to get core strength. So it was that, you know, beautiful balance of like a challenge, but also something I was naturally innate at. Um, so that was super wonderful. Um, but back then I knew I wanted to marry performing and healing arts, but I did not know 
the fuck to do or how to do it. And, you know, I had all these massive ideas. I wanted to do this web series about my spiritual awakening and make it super meta and like, wow, you know, and I'm sure a lot of people have had that idea. I know a lot of people have, you know, created that. And at the time I just didn't have the resources or the, that inner fire to get it done while I was in school, you know, five days a week, sometimes six days, a week. you know, it yeah. just, it was not in the cards for me then. And then I moved out to LA and kind of put my spirituality to the side and, you know, I would whip it out if I needed it or whatever, but I was so focused on the acting thing and getting a representation team and auditioning and dropping money on headshots left and right. And that kind of wasn't sustainable. I I was moving forward and like things were starting to happen. And then the pandemic shut all that shit down. Um, and, and for the better, because now, you know, like I said, I had the time during the pandemic to like, reincorporate these modalities and and with the strong strong encouragement of my partner he's like babe you know you've worked all these odd and end jobs in LA and they drain you and deplete you and make you feel like shit and like you just worked at restaurant after restaurant with horrible bosses or horrible co-workers or both or whatever the case may be and he's like you have this gift you have this skill that you don't use like why not explore that. And I was super resistant and, you know, in true reflector nature, I took my time to come to that decision and, um, did a re attunement or a retraining for level two and made a commitment to myself and to my higher self, my divine light team, as I like to call it, because I, um, don't, I like to keep it broad, you know, uh, I'm not really sure what's out there, but you're definitely for my betterment. So you're divine and you're light instead of dark. Okay. That's what I'm going to call you. (laughs) And, uh, to Reiki, to the practice of Reiki, which fun fact, we have, uh, been using this modality for a hundred years. Um, our, our sensei Usui, uh, rediscovered Reiki or, or founded Reiki, which is just one form of, of energy healing that has been around for all of humanity. So it's nothing new, but the technique that we all use has been around for a hundred years this month. So that's super, super cool. So it's all divine. It's all divine, right? Like I, I took six years off from pursuing Reiki and I guess I never really pursued it when I first, uh, was introduced to it and first studied it, but, um, I made a commitment to it. I made a commitment to myself to incorporate it in my life every single day, whatever that meant. And I opened myself up to taking clients on because with level two, you can do distance healing. And I said, I don't even need to be in person with people to practice Reiki. And like any modality, Reiki is a practice. Yoga is a practice. So you need to do it very frequently to keep your, your skills sharp, you know, your tools sharp, same with performance. Um, You get it. You're a sound healer. Like you have to do it regularly to feel confident in your work. You don't have to do it regularly, but if you want to be confident in it and you want to share it, it's a practice, whatever that means to you. I always think of it like a muscle. It's like you've you've got to keep it strong. Otherwise it'll just get atrophy. Exactly. You got to do it. (laughs) Perfect analogy, like totally accurate. And um, yeah, I started taking clients on and then uh, the end of last year, Um, I, I decided to get my master level training done with a really good friend of mine out here, Jasmine. And she and I since then have, um, been taking Southern California by storm and just 
putting events on left and right. We have one coming up this weekend for the spring equinox slash hundred year Reiki celebration. Um, and we have classes, we teach Reiki now together and individually. And it's been this whirlwind of me feeling super um, in alignment with one of my many callings. And not to say I have many, but uh, you know, as you know now, performing and healing artists, and it feels like it's all starting to coalesce. And I finally have tapped into creating some fun content for it, for social media to get awareness out there. And honestly, just to have an outlet for my creative energy. Yeah. Um, so and that's how good does that feel? That. Like I can, I can hear it. I can feel it. It's like when we, when we stop trying so hard to do what everyone else is doing and when we drop into that space, which I can feel from you, all of a sudden it's like, oh gosh, this feels good. It feels so good. And it's not forced because it just flows. It feels oh like a big, big, deep belly breath. Yes. <laughs> And so, uh, yeah, just uh, trying every day to to marry those two, the performing and healing arts. But but like you said, not trying too hard at, at making it happen and, and trying hard at just being present with it, which is a practice and you do have to try at that. So I'd say that's more my focus than trying to, you know, force something that's not me. I love that not for something that's not me one thing we were just saying off air as well and I'm going to bring that in at the moment you know I was just saying to you I didn't know your profile before we started talking and I asked you and you sort of said I'll tell you and then there's a big pause and then you said I'm a 6'2 and I said I thought you were it were now I have this thing and I find that most of the sixth lines that I meet have this ability to be performers it's just naturally in them and my I can't believe I'm saying this I always say stuff random stuff and I just think I can't believe I'm actually saying this this is my fifth line coming out where I'm like oh no I'll be projected upon but um, I'm wondering just listening to you talk about you know your life and all of this whether it's because the sixth line operates as a third line for that first roughly 30 years and it's a really experiential line and I can't think of a better way to sort of experience life through singing, dancing, acting, voice, everything. And it just naturally would flow for a third or a sixth line. Is that your way? Like of the way you need to experience life? Like you can't be told something, you have to experience it. it 100%, 150%. And, you know, I think you know a little bit more about the lines than I do. I know uh, quite a bit about being a six two, just because you know that's that's mine. But um, I do remember learning about the six being a three for the first thirty years. I actually just turned thirty in October, so it's funny. You know, every year people ask, like, do you feel any different? And I'm telling you, 30 was night and day um, in the best way. I love being 30. I love it so much. And I'm still kind of in the thick of my Saturn return. I have one more year of this three and a half year madness. Um, no better time for me to go through it than during a global pandemic, though, if I'm being quite honest. Um, but yeah, I, I've always said that that's the way I need to learn. Like, throw me in there. Give me direction as I do it. I'm not a visual learner. I'm not an auditory learner. I'm all of the above. And I need to use my hands. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit frustrating for people who are just one or the other. But I, 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 
my, my partner and I laugh at each other all the time because he wants to do it for me and I cannot learn that way. I will not remember it. I just won't. It's probably you why know? you also love that facilitation of like the events that you're doing there because you're getting, you're getting to experience it and be there and use, literally use your hands. Mm-hmm. 100%. Wow. So your partner, your fiance, sorry, he, um, what profile is he? Oh, you know, let's look it up because I, I, I have it saved in my favorite, so it shouldn't take me all that long to find it. But I was just thinking about this the other day. He is a projector. Um, he's also a Taurus. So, uh, while we're not necessarily the most compatible Libra and Taurus, we're both ruled by Venus. We're both sent by Venus and it just makes a whole lot of sense. You know, I believe he is a four, six. Yeah. So, um, we're still not a hundred percent sure when he was born and I am that annoying partner that asks his family and they want to tell me they're into all this stuff. They love it. Uh, his mom is into Reiki and yoga and stuff. So we just like have a ball together. Um, but yeah, we don't know what time he was born. So I know he's a projector because I've done, you know, all the different variations of when he could be born. Um, but not sure about his profile or his, his line. So we're, we're calling it four six. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So did you find this out before he found this out? Did you sort of like induct him into the cult? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's so funny because he's like, I love all this stuff. Like I love this for you. And like, I don't rule my life by my human design by any means. This is just for fun. Just like all of us, you know, in this community, uh, we try not to take it too seriously, but it makes a lot of fucking sense. So, yeah. you know, we can't ignore it. Um, and, and yeah, he, he relates to it very hard, but he learned a lot about um, the founder. What's his name? Ra. Um, Ra crack. Yeah. Ra. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, listen, I don't, I can't say one way or the other, anything about this person because I don't know him, but it's, it's, it's kind of a little culty <laughs> and, you know, cults fascinate me. So if anything, it's just for the, just to get to know what's going on, you know? <laughs> I agree. I agree. And people fascinate me. He fascinates me. It's like he went off and he went on pretty much like psychedelics for a week. It's like, okay. Wow. That doesn't happen to me when I do psychedelics, but anyway. I mean, I definitely see the fabric of the universe in a different way, you know, when I, when I dabble, but like, yeah, it's pretty wild. And, you know, it's, it's very similar in a way to the founder of Reiki, uh, Usa, Us, Usui, um, Mayako Usui. And I hope I didn't butcher his name. I'm, I'm really trying to learn the pronunciation correctly. So I don't, um, offend anybody. And again, want to pay homage to, uh, this beautiful, beautiful, uh, practice that I, use every single day but he went up to a mountain to meditate and fast some say he went up to kill himself and others say that he went to just you know have a have a bender with some psychedelics who really knows it was in the 1920s okay we didn't have documentation (laughs) and um then he comes down off the mountain having this beautiful gift so who who the fuck knows and you know what who cares like it resonates so deeply for some people and as long as you're using it as a tool as you said and not an escape or not okay and this is something I want to talk about with the reflectors because I heard you and Amanda talk about how like when you first learned about human design you know there wasn't a lot on of the new age 
human design. It was a lot of the somewhat older generations on Facebook. And I had a very similar experience a couple of years ago. I just found the Facebook groups because there wasn't a whole lot on Instagram, which at the time I think was my preferred social media. I learned a lot of my you know, spiritual culture, if you will, on Tumblr back in high school, like 15 years ago. And I don't know what the hell's going on with Tumblr anymore. I don't even check that shit. But (laughs) anyway, (laughs) some of the Facebook groups were just very dark and brooding and negative. And it was all, you know, blaming, blaming my environment and blaming my community on why I am such a a shit person, (laughs) like, and nothing against these people, nobody in particular, but there was just a lot of negativity and a lot of, um, again, blaming, blaming everything else on your life being shitty, not necessarily you being a shitty person. And yeah, I can definitely relate to stepping into an environment and getting a ton of anxiety or random anger or fear. And yeah, I think that shit's real, especially for us, but it's what you do with that. That's right. It's what you do with that. And yeah, sure. I I understand that, you know, sometimes you can't leave your environment for financial reasons or, or what have you. Um, there's a lot of reasons, but there are little things you can do to make yourself feel better in any environment. And, you know, I know it's easier said than done for a lot of things, but I suppose what I'm going at is just, you know, there's this underbelly of just being a reflector too, that's out there about, you know, not taking ownership over how we react and respond. And I'm not perfect at that by any means. So I'm not speaking from a high horse here. I'm just merely observing what I've uh, experienced myself and through, you know, these reflector groups. (laughs) No, thank you. I love that you're talking about that because it is true. So, and I think some people I know, I probably didn't take it that seriously, but I know I did. I tried to follow by the textbook and, you know, did that for a year and, oh my gosh, it's not me. It's, it's them. And, you know, I did go through that kind of phase. And I think that was when I just went, this is bullshit, you know, what yes. you take responsibility for who you are. Um, and that's, I guess that's, that's a, another, that's why this is, this is why I do what I do because I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want some textbook to tell me who I am. I want to learn who I am, but in learning who I am, I need to talk to other people to sort of understand us. So yeah, some people like to take it really seriously and, and kudos to them, but it just don't play the victim card I think I don't I don't tolerate the victim card it's like okay well and I choose I choose how I react now as well 100% and like every modality like every you know everything it's it's a practice yeah practice and you only get better at it and you only learn from your mistakes and you only uh progress when you don't get beat yourself up for falling back into that victim mentality and you just move forward and you you forgive yourself yeah really and so an analogy that I actually had today that I really wanted to share on here it was while I was listening to your podcast again with with Amanda uh which was such a great episode so for those of you listening to this and you're really liking what we're talking about like go to that episode next and then just dive down the rest of Annie's uh podcast because I certainly will do the same I'm so excited to do that Um, while I was listening to you both talk about, you know, the environment thing and the, the community thing and, and mental health. And I I think she brought up a great point for reflectors, um, but for humans in general, just, um, you know, having that soundboard with this, with a therapist, I think therapy is, is great. And what I'm going at here is that, you know, 
oftentimes we're called the mirrors, as I call it, the mystic mirrors. That's what I see us as, the mystic mirrors of society. You know, mirrors are amplifications and showing us what we are, but not every mirror is of the same quality. You know what I mean? And and every mirror has the ability to be of the same quality because it's really just glass. So how clean is the glass? You know, how delighting when you're looking at the glass. And that's up to us as these mystic mirrors to keep ourselves as, you know, squeaky clean as we can be to reflect back more accurately. And obviously we're not going to be perfect because we don't have to be. It's not our responsibility to show everybody who they are. And I think that was the part of human design that really pissed me off was I have such a social responsibility, but I want to be selfish sometimes, you know, not every time. I don't mind holding space for people, but when do I get to be selfish? When does someone get to show me who I am, you know? And I had this like vendetta against (laughs) that part of being a reflector, but um, that's not serving me um, at all. Um, But, you know, I think that that's something to really think about with reflectors. And since that's the purposes of this conversation, um, the fun, uh, kind of analogy to to play with to play with because that's a that's a huge part of what I think my blending of performing and healing arts is is that you know of course there's going to be uh things that we have to hold space for people as healers and just as people uh when things get heavy and dark and of course we can we can we can get there but healing and spirituality and learning about yourself doesn't always have to be serious. It can be fun. It can be that inner child healing that we didn't get as kids because we were taught so young to take things seriously. We get to play, we get to play. And so, you know, I bring this back to this analogy of like keeping your mirrors squeaky clean, play with that, play with that. What modalities and what, uh, part of your life make you feel the cleanest or the the most bright you know um I don't know if I'm making any sense no visual was really strong for me today I fucking love that so much and I just I could just see exactly what you're saying there because it's like it's it's an energetic cleansing as well like how we show up is what upsets us and, you know, an example could be you could walk into an environment and you're feeling low or you've kind of become energetically a little bit bitter or something like that or disappointed, let's use the words. And um, it, shit is going to upset you more often than not. And so what's going to happen then is you're boiling, you're going to reflect it because back to someone and that's going to bother you more and it's going to bother them. And I've seen that play out in my life. But when I show up and I'm really feeling healthy, happy, in harmony, in alignment, nothing bothers me and and that's everybody I suppose that's not just us but it's it's then it's like you what you're saying keep your mirrors clean and it's like keep your energetic level vibrating high positive and I don't you know you choose how you do that and if that means just going for a bloody walk in nature watching the sunrise and sunset like I've really been taking to allowing the the sun's energy to influence my life like getting up earlier you know, watching the sunset, enjoying moments that bring happiness to me. And I just feel more wholesome. But when I don't do things like that, or I, my diet gets poor and all that other shit, that's when I find that people upset me. It's like, yeah, sorry, that was a long, that was a long convoluted way of agreeing with you totally because it just makes sense. So everybody keep your fucking mirrors clean. (laughs) Like get the way out. And, but, you know, 
don't be hard on yourself if your mirror does get dirty or gunked up with bullshit because you're a human being and you get to play with what modalities or what activities or whatever lights you up and keeps you squeaky clean. And I'm saying that in parentheses because that's going to look different to everybody and it's going to look different for every reflector. That's that's very wise advice. I think that's your tip. That's That's your... What could you recommend to other reflectors to get them through? And, you know, like I said, I, I, that was so clear for me when I was listening to your podcast earlier today and just thinking about what I wanted to talk about. And I wasn't, I didn't want to try too hard to come up with something because that's not in alignment, but that visual kind of slapped me in the face. Like <laughs> I said that a couple of times today. I said, I don't know when or how I'm going to be able to slide that in there, but that's definitely, certainly going to come up and I'm glad it did it did see just just flows oh this has been such a good conversation how can people work with you how can how can they reach out to you distance healing all those kind of things that you do would you like to share I would love to thank you so much so I mentioned before we started recording that I'm about to go get my yoga teacher certification which I've kept very close to my heart and I'm such a talker and such an oversharer. And um, I think that might've been a lot of my three leading into my six. And once I got into my six, I've just been keeping things to my, myself. And I'm really glad that that's the phase of life I'm in. Um, so I haven't like fully announced that to the world yet. Not that I need to or will, but I'm going to get my yoga uh, certification in April in Costa Rica. And I'm goodness it's been like everything for the past like six months since I put my deposit down and knew I was going it's been okay what's life from now until I go and then what's life after you know um how long are you gonna go and what a place to go Costa Rica to do your yoga I know I know I'm so thrilled and I can't wait to share about it when I come back because I really like I don't even know what to expect like I do but I'm just kind of uh ready to to just get get out there and do the thing but that will be another modality that I have to add to this play this energy play um this uh my my business is called uh everything elemental uh elemental with two l's because it's a play on my name um I don't I, I guess you don't know this Annie but I recently um a year ago almost exactly a year ago I changed my name from Danielle which is my full name to L and that's a whole other can of worms, a whole other story for another day. That was such a crazy whirlwind of a life event that um did you do I it not plan? Like as in legally? No, no. Just- Danielle is Danielle is still my full name. I don't think I will ever fully change it. I love my name, but my last name with my first name just felt like a mouthful. And I always knew I wanted to change my stage name, Danielle or Danny Engelman, just never really felt like me as a performer. And Elle just kind of presented herself to me. I was a little stoned on a walk in LA and I had a hypiphany is what I call them. And Elle graced me with her presence and it just made so much sense. And um, again, I kind of kept it close and near and dear to my heart and didn't tell anybody and then just fucking changed my name. Uh, it was wild. It was I wild. I changed mine. I changed mine. Yeah. 2011. No I was, way. Yeah, I did. Um, I was born like Anne, A-N-N-E. 
And I was always grow, grew up and I had to tell people it's Anne with an E, it's Anne with an E. And I just hated it. I felt fucking boring. And, and I just always wanted to be Annie. And so I just changed it. I love <laughs> I just, it. And you're uh, legally, Annie. Um, legally, yep. And, you know, when, I, when I've done a lot of journey, when I've done a lot of spiritual journey and you know how you go there and sometimes you'll actually go, what's my spirit name? Like, what's my name? You're Annie. And I'm like, oh. Wow. So I love, I love that you've done that because that's clearly something that you have. It's so, it's so, it's so nice when I hear other people that have gone through such a transformation, uh, especially with their name, you know, because that's what I can relate to. Um, I have plenty of other friends that have literally transitioned from one gender to another or what have you. And that fascinates me just as much, but you know, the name thing I can really relate to. And I just find it so beautiful when anyone decides to uh, transition again, whether that's from gender or name or anything like that, like, hell yeah, like find who you are and just dive into it fully. And for you and I, it was such a subtle change, but it made all the difference. Yeah. Cause it's like, it just came in. It's just like, you would have, you probably felt that too. It's just like, yeah. as you said, Elle showed up and there she is. And she just came in mm-hmm. and just like, boom. Oh, okay. You felt yeah. like, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. And it was certainly a little bit of a, a, I wouldn't say rocky or bumpy transition, but like, you know, anytime someone like a new person would ask me my name, I would play that whole, like, it's, <laughs> and for a long time, I was like, it's L uh, or Danielle. And I had to just kind of commit to it. And now it's nice because if someone doesn't like L, what I say L short for Danielle. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. That's interesting. Unique. I like that. So I still get to play with yeah. Danielle while fully embracing L. But anyway, while I was coming up with my, e- it was strictly just to find an email address to start booking clients for my one-on-one Reiki. I was like, what should I call myself? What do I do? And Elemental just, again, fell out of the sky and I ran with it. So um, initially it was Elemental Healing, but uh, now it's everything Elementals uh-huh. because because I just want to encapsulate all the things that I do. And that's my company name. And you can find me at everything elemental with two L's.com. You can also find me on Instagram at L E L L E dot Engelman E N G E L M A N. And, you know, do the whole link and bio link tree situation, but I offer one-on-one distance healing. So over zoom, Um, So you can be anywhere in the world. And that has been so fun. I love doing distance healing. Um, Or we can do some one-on-one action here in greater Los Angeles. When I travel, which I love to travel, I want to travel way more than I currently do. um, I will be posting on my socials where I'll be so we can do some one-on-one experiences. And I do a lot of um, either virtual or in-person in greater Los Angeles events with other healers. So essentially social media or my website would be a great place to find me and see what I'm up to and add yourself to my list or reach out for any or all of the above that I just mentioned. Fantastic. And I just have to echo that when you sent me your email with the L elemental, I was like, that is amazing. So I love the addition that you've done with that business name. It's just beautiful. Thank it's just you. so you. It's just so you, Elle. I so appreciate that. And like, like I mentioned in my journey, like it took me about 10 years, 10 freaking years to, to really, you know, coalesce everything. So for those of you that 
you know, have this burning passion in your, in, in your body and your soul and aren't sure how to, you know, express that, or articulate it. Uh, like Annie and I have been saying this whole episode, just keep finding the center of who you are. Keep figuring out what keeps, if you're a reflector, that mirror squeaky clean and things will just really start to line up after, after some time and patience. And trust me, I don't like to be patient. I'm learning still how to be patient, but it really is a virtue and only time will get you to that, that, that cohesion, you know? Yeah. Oh, I love your energy. Thank you so very much. Of course. This has been so much fun. I, I feel all charged up now. I can go go about my day and I'm like, I just got I just got elified. <laughs> <laughs> well, before I go, I would love to send a little bit of Reiki to you and mm. to the listeners that are receptive. All that I ask is that you verbally or mentally say I receive. And I'm gonna send some Reiki out right now. Just a little boost, starting at the base of your spine, breathing in some earth energy through your feet and your legs into the base of your spine, moving up to just below your belly button, activating your creative energy, breathing up some earth energy into your solar plexus turning on that inner sun, lighting up that inner fire, breathing up earth energy to the heart space, clearing away any grief, and opening up some self-compassion, moving up to your throat space, activating your expression, light up that throat chakra, baby up to your third eye, just helping you tap a little bit more deeply into your intuition and up to your crown, opening you up to universal love and guidance. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Love you bunches. Appreciate your time. Can't wait to keep in touch with you. I know to many, many more. And congratulations on this magnificent, magnificent show. I'm really, really honored to be here. Thank you, darling. Take care. See you.